I'm Jessica Ladd, and you're listening to the Tuned In Mom Show, episode 139, 10 Tips to Live an Unhurried, Slow Life. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Tuned In Mom Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we are going to continue. This is number six of the Unhurried Life series, and I don't really know how many more I'm going to come up with and record for you all but I'm just rolling with it. Like I said in the last episode, I'm kind of just letting my intuition and the universe and God and the Holy Spirit just kind of guide me through this process. So we will see. But this is number six of the Unhurried Life series. Today, we're just going to talk about 10 ways that you can integrate living an unhurried, slow life. So I believe it was the last episode I linked a 10 ways to reconnect and recharge with the true you. That was an episode I did way, 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 way back, you know, at the first start of the show. I think it was episode number 10. So if you want to go back to that one and listen in, that will kind of give you more of a jump start, so to speak, on this episode. So let's get into the 10 ways that you can incorporate living an unhurried, slow life in your life today, right now, if you want to. So number one is definitely a morning routine. I do believe that how you spend your mornings is really how you process throughout the day. And I feel like the emotions that you might feel as soon as you wake up in the morning really set you up for the kind of day that you're going to have And I have been incorporating this in my life for the past few years, lots of changes that I have made and really trying to slow down, not look at my phone. I don't really like opening up my emails first thing in the morning or even going on Facebook. Now, Facebook for me is more of a connection with my family members, you know, and that's how I communicate with them. But on a deeper level, the morning routine is really just for me. And I decided this when I was pregnant with my second child back in 2021. I said, okay, things have to change. (laughs) Like, I think it was more of less the motivation, but more of the impatience with myself. So I feel like the, the impatience was more of a motivator than actual motivation, like beating myself up or, you know, putting myself down like, oh, you have a terrible morning routine or you always wake up and you always look at your phone. So instead of beating myself up, I really just chose to respond to myself instead of the world. So no email, no texting, no Facebook or Instagram in the morning. I feel like it definitely calms my mind and it really does prepare me for the day when I'm just sitting with myself and I can kind of maybe even rewind it back and reflect on what happened last night or yesterday or, you know, a couple of days ago or something like that. And also, I would rather like set my day up for myself instead of really dealing, having to deal with that pressure that I put on myself right in the beginning of the morning. Like if I'm scrolling on Facebook or Instagram and I'm seeing everyone else's highlight reel, I do feel like that puts a lot of pressure on me to perform or perfect or, you know, people please throughout the day because I am immediately, as soon as I wake up, seeing everybody else's life. And that's just not how I want to start my day. So right now I wake up, I stretch a little bit on the edge of my bed. I I like rinse my face and put my moisturizer on. And then typically if my daughter is not awake yet, I will go out and start my coffee. I use 
you know, just instant coffee and and then I put it together as a an iced coffee, but I will do my stretching like official stretching, yoga stretching in the morning. So I go downstairs in our basement and I will just do that or sometimes I just want to read my book. So it just depends on how I wake up, what kind of mood I'm in. Do I really want to stretch? Because I'm kind of at that stage now where I feel like maybe I've overstretched my body a little bit. So I am really being more conscious of how I feel in my body. And if I decide, okay, maybe, you know, just like a little bit of movement here and there, a little bit of stretching and not overdoing it is usually perfect. So number two, walk slower. My husband can attest to this, and I'm sure probably many of my childhood friends can attest to this. I am a chronic fast walker. I walk fast through the store. I walk fast when we're just trying to take a leisurely walk with the family. It is just something that I have literally had to be intentional about and purposeful to slow down. If there was anything else that I could slow down, it would definitely be my walking. Okay. Number three, decide a plan ahead of time for screen use. And this kind of goes back to number one with the morning routine that works for you. But what works for me is that I try to just stay off of my phone in the morning. So I also try to plan certain segments of my day where I'm using my screens, whether that's my laptop for podcast planning and research, or that's just, you know, if I am intentional and purposeful, like, okay, I'm going to sit down and use first 15 minutes for Instagram or something like that, or, you know, go on Facebook and connect with a couple of my family members. Those are purposeful, intentional moments of my day that I've carved out just for that. Because I feel like if you do not have a plan of action, like myself, if I didn't have a plan of action, I would probably just be on my phone all day, all day long, if I wasn't purposeful and intentional about those time blocks. So when you are constantly filling your brain with information and entertainment and responding to other people, your brain and body aren't going to believe that you're slowing down. It's going to keep your body in that kind of hyper-focused mode. So if you are really and truly trying to live a slow and unhurried life, that is one thing I recommend and encourage you so, so much on is decide ahead of time a plan of action for screen time usage. It's your digital wellness. I even have some built-in blue light technology into my regular glasses so that my screen time is not only a planned thing, but also kind of safer and more gentle on my eyes. So that is number three, decide a plan ahead of time for screen use. Okay, number four, spend time alone. This is probably one of the most challenging ones for me, and I'm sure if some of you are stay-at-home moms and you work from home, it's also very difficult for you to carve out that alone time. You have kiddos, you know, vying for your attention every second of the day, I imagine, especially if you have little ones running around like I do. And it can be a lot. So I really want to recommend and encourage all of you to do that for yourself. When you spend time alone with yourself, you are going to 
bring out and bring to light what it is you crave, what it is you really want, and what you need, whether that is from your spouse, your kids, or something you just need from yourself. So that is actually going to really bring about probably some difficult things to the surface, but they have to be addressed. That is how we get to the root cause. For me, spending time alone means no distractions. If I am being purposeful and intentional about the time that I'm spending alone, it means that I am not working on a podcast episode, although sometimes that's helpful, but I am not listening to podcasts. I do not have my phone with me. And sometimes it just means sitting in my truck by myself or, you know, taking a longer hot shower in the silence. No music, no podcasting, no kids screaming in the background, just me and my thoughts. And I know that with our mother load of distractions in this world, that that can be a very uncomfortable thing to experience. Being alone without any sort of other thing to occupy our mind. So I really, really have to force myself to leave my phone at home, even if we're going on a quick walk around the block. It's just me, myself, and I, or me, myself, and my kids. So I just have to remind myself to be. And that is my reminder to you also to just be. Okay, number five, make your home a place you actually want to live. I think I talked about this just briefly in an older episode. I mean, it was sometime this year, but I can't remember which one. If I can find it, I will link it in the show notes. But make yourself at home. Make your house a home, a place that's safe and homey and a place for you to enjoy yourself. And I used to believe that decorating all my walls with a whole bunch of different decor and filling every single room was the way to make a house a home. And maybe that's what I believed then and that's okay. There's no problem in that because those were my thoughts and feelings and my actions that I took back in the day. But now I want to embrace what I already have. And sometimes, you guys, when I open up a closet and open up a cupboard in the kitchen, we already live very minimally, but I still get very overwhelmed and anxious when I see a cluttered cabinet or a cluttered closet or just a whole bunch of toys around the house. It makes my brain go haywire and it it causes more of a mental breakdown than anything. So in probably like the next, I don't know, week or so, we are planning to have a yard sale, which I have not done that in probably 10 or 11 years. Now, of course, I've really decluttered and organized and cleaned and all of that stuff and donated a whole bunch of things in those years. But this time we are being very intentional and even my son is getting involved. He's getting his toys and books ready to sell and he's super excited about it because we want quality things over quantity of things. We want to embrace what we already have and the things that already bring us joy and happiness. So as a family, we're actually really working on that super hard, making our home a place that we actually want to live. Okay, number six, slow intentional activities when you go out somewhere. 
if you are always trying to fill up your schedule with busy activities, even when you leave the house, it will probably result in you feeling completely drained and empty by the time you get back home. And what I mean by this, I've had experience in this, we'll go out to a really great restaurant, beautiful scenery, delicious food, but it will be crowded and loud and busy and overstimulating. And we just seriously can't relax. Like we want to go to places that help us relax, help us be in the moment and enjoy what's happening right in front of us. Number six is definitely the slow intentional activities when we go out. Here are some examples from our family. We go to the library, we go on walks, and we go to the park. Now, we are a homeschooling family, so when we go to the park during public school hours, there's very few people that go to the park. (laughs) And yes, obviously, we go to those parks where they're super busy and there's so many kids, but I find that to be very overwhelming because I have a little one and she's very adventurous and brave. And she loves to get onto the playground equipment with all the big kids. But anyway, choosing those intentional places where it doesn't stress you out is going to help you live that slower and more intentional life. Avoiding the bright lights, avoiding overcrowded restaurants, just enjoying the company of who you are there to spend time with. Because there is more to life than just this go, go, go mentality. All right, number seven. And this took me so long, you guys. I did keto back in 2018 before it was like this fad, super popular thing. I probably could have capitalized on it, but it's okay. But simplifying meals. I used to eat one meal a day when I was doing keto. And it was super simple. I knew exactly what I was going to eat. And then after I stopped doing keto for a while and just kind of started intuitively eating, I realized that I was still always really confused when it came to mealtime. Like, okay, what are we going to have tonight? Like, what's for dinner? So over the last couple of years since my daughter was born, I have really simplified and pared down our meal choices. We typically like a lot of the same foods, you know, much of the same meals each week. So, you know, and then there's like this influx of all of these like food subscription services and groceries at your door and all of that stuff. And I really thought I had to subscribe to those things, you know, all those trendy meal service delivery plan options. But I realized I don't. I don't have to because we don't need some elaborate recipe or anything like that to appease the taste buds of everyone in the family. We all pretty much eat the same exact foods each week, and it has made things so much simpler. So number eight is kind of a follow-up to the simplifying meal plan, meal idea thing. And number eight is embrace slow food. Something that we had adopted back in our keto eating days is purchasing beef from a local farmer. So a local farmer, and then we used to purchase our neighbor's eggs, and we're more in town now, and actually we have a neighbor who has a couple of chickens, so that's been really awesome. We can just go over there and get some of his eggs, and we just recently bought, I think it was half of a cow, 
So we have all of the beef that we could possibly need for probably at least a year and a half. So just embracing that slow food, things where you just know where they came from, and you can literally just go to the field where they were raised and see how they lived. And the other thing, and we don't do this as often as we used to, is going to the farmer's market for like vegetables and fruits and bread, things that people have literally taken their time and their effort and their love, and they put that in to these things that they make. There's no rush in the process. And you can tell that they have like a passion about it within them to do these things. So number eight is embrace slow food. Does that mean you have to boycott or completely eliminate fast food from your life? No, absolutely not. There are going to still be times just like in my life where I say, hey, kids, you guys want to just go grab a quick bite to eat after the park? And we'll go and do that. We don't do it as often as we used to because of the slow food thing, but we haven't completely eliminated it from our life. All right. So number nine is getting out in nature. One of the biggest, best messages I received from the universe was trade your phone for this. Consume all that I have created. And that was a message I feel like I received when I was trying to use my phone out on my gazebo, the favorite part, my absolute favorite part of our property, but I was missing out on nature and what God has created for all of us to see. So I just want you to pay attention when you go outside, pay attention to how slow things are. Move slower, like how I mentioned earlier about walking slower. Take a slower pace when you are outside. Breathe slower. Talk slower. Think slower, if that's possible. Slow everything down to a snail's pace if you can. It doesn't have to be rushed. And I feel like especially that's a great message that it doesn't have to be rushed when we're out in nature. I feel like that is the universe's biggest gift to us is that we can really slow down when we're experiencing everything that God has created for us. So that was number nine, getting out in nature. And then the last one, you guys, number 10, rest like it's your job. So many of us get caught up in the day-to-day stuff, and it can be really easy to not even realize why the heck we're doing what we're doing. And I feel like that's how we all get kind of sucked in to the idea of busyness. And then we're missing out on the rest and recharge that we need. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, Is It Time for a Recharge? I do recommend that you go back to that episode and tune into it. I use the analogy of a dead truck battery and how exhausted we could be as well as working from home mamas. It's not hard to get stuck in that cycle of going and going and going, kind of like the Energizer Bunny. You go and go and go until there's nothing left and you are literally running on empty. So I want you to remember rest is a priority. It is vital for our survival. (laughs) And if we want to thrive, 
We have to rest like it's our job. So some of the ways I have incorporated that into my own life, because rest is definitely going to look different for everyone. It doesn't necessarily mean taking a nap during the day, but it certainly could if that's how you want to rest. So rest for me is literally taking a nap if my daughter is napping. I know they say sleep when the baby sleeps, but even more these days, that has become one of the important reasons how I function throughout my day. I don't just caffeinate and caffeinate and caffeinate until my body can catch up. I rest so I have the real energy to function and to literally be there for my kids and for myself and for my spouse and for my household and for managing all of the things that I do. I rest like it's my job. So I read a book. I'll pick up a book if I feel like that's what I need. I'll take a 20 to 30 minute nap. And then sometimes it's going out to my gazebo and just being in nature. So if really, in hindsight, now that I'm looking back on it, this entire list could be restful. Embracing slow food, going out into nature, you know, simplifying your meals so that you're not so overwhelmed when it becomes time for making lunch and dinners, going out and doing the slow, intentional activities, making your home a place you actually want to live. Spending time alone could be your rest, walking slower throughout your day, and then having a dang good morning routine. All of these things that I have mentioned here on this list could be ways that you identify as restful. It is so incredibly important for you to just be aware of where you are just going, 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 not stopping, not resting. You're going to get what you need out of living an unhurried life, mama. You are the expert in your own truth. You are the expert of your day. You know what's best. You are a tuned in mama. All right, that is all that I have for you today. That's a wrap for episode 139 here on the podcast. I think this might be the end of our Unhurried Life series, but I want to take it deeper with you guys. So if you want to continue the conversation, because I feel like that is what is what this was, a conversation, me sharing some of the ways that I have intentionally slowed my life down to live an unhurried pace of life. And I want to continue that conversation with you all. Share with me what you took away from some of these episodes. Do you have questions? Let's go deeper, dive into what you need help and what you need work on. So I love to connect with others over there on Instagram. So I would love if you would DM me over there and just tell me what is your story and how I can help you. So my handle over there is Jessica N as in Nicole Ladd, L-A-D-D. I will link that in the show notes for you all. And I just hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Tuned In Mom Show where you feel empowered to do it your way, create a jam and a rhythm that feels good for you, inspire others to do the same, and grow into the person you are becoming in the process. Thanks for tuning in, friend, and I'll catch you in the next one.